First of all, um, like Israeli, I, and many people will not agree with what I'm saying, and I still insist that yes. what I'm saying is, is the right thing. Uh, when you coming to some level of uh, understanding and personal relations, they're very like us. What you see is what you get. Okay? To put it more politely, they are less, uh, less blunt than we are, but they are very, very, uh, and, and they are, you know, uh, um, talking uh, in understatements, they are still things like uh, uh, Brits. But, uh, but you can build relations there. I mean, if somebody says something that uh, you appreciate, you, you understand it's, it's not from politeness. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and tech to peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Hello and welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. This episode is all about the intersection of Israel, India, anything in between. After this episode, I'm booking my flight to Bangalore. Meet Benjamin Grossman, partner and the head of the Indian Legal Practice and APM and Co, among the leading law firms in Israel. Benjamin deals with Indo-Israeli transactions for more than 20 years and has in-depth knowledge and insights about the ways to develop business relations with Indian counterparts. Benjamin has developed expertise in transfer of technology deals between Israeli and Indian companies. He also holds a BSc in engineering as well as an MBA. Benjamin Grossman, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for hosting me. I'm just great. Um, Thank you very, very much for being here. Uh, you get to deal pleasure. with a different type of law than, than a lot of different lawyers in tech here you get to deal with. You're working a lot with India. It's a big part of your practice and a big part of your world. So I'd love to, to get to know you a little bit better in your work. How, how did you even get introduced to India as a market that you're, that you're working with and the intersection of India and Israel? Okay, so it takes about 20 plus years back. I've been requested to help with a certain deal in India quite urgently. From now, I mean, I got a notice of 24 hours to be on the plane. Uh, I've never been in India before that. I never thought to be in India before that. Wow. India was not in my destination list. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes, uh, I said... Well, well, what happened there? Why, why did you have a 20-hour notice was, to be on a plane? There was there was some kind of a deal that was stuck and somebody was, which was supposed to lead it uh, had some uh, personal issues. He has to come back to Israel immediately. And uh, it says, okay. I took the next flight to India. It was not the same India as we know today. Flights were quite difficult. Uh, it was a long journey, like 24 hours altogether in that particular day. And then I landed in India in Delhi. It was 3 a.m. Uh, in the middle of the night. And then I, I don't know why I cannot put the finger exactly what happened. But there was some kind of energies in the air which... Uh, which I loved from the from the first flight. Okay, uh, India is a, is a love story on the third flight for me, um, and then you know it evolves. I learned. Uh, I understand. I don't understand anything about India, and I See. also understand it's very very uh, 
interesting place. Uh, I felt at, at home because there were many points in that time in the outside today which was very similar to Israel in many aspects. Actually, it reminds me uh, the Israel I was brought up uh, then in the 70s. People were humble and very curious about Israel. There was there has been, and it's, it's still today, a very high level of appreciation of Israel, Israel technology, Israel capabilities, and so on. Sometimes I even feel it's a little, a little overrated in India, but I prefer to be overrated than uh, underrated. And, and uh, it, it was very interesting in all aspects, personal, uh, cultural, uh, professional. And then uh, since then, I'm visiting India Quite often, like between once a month to twice a month. Wow. I okay. uh, acquired lots, lots of friends there. Lots of friends. Um, and I love the place. So when um, you, so are, did you transition your practice or your, your, your client primarily to be those that are working with India? How, how did you, how did you, you know, sort of combine your, the personal love that you've gotten to the place with the professional side of, of your day-to-day -day work? You know, I, I, maybe I'm not quoting it uh, exactly, but life is what happened to you when you're making plans. Mm -hmm. I never planned to be in India, but I seen that deal came after deal. I was working with the defense industry, which is the major chunk of business then. Uh, and each time with this, uh, a new interesting deal came, with new uh, terms and uh, conditions, with new people on the other side, with new opportunities, with new uh, sectors to learn. And I'm, I'm a curious guy. I like to learn new things. And if you are curious, India, it's uh, the Disneyland for curious people because you can, you, you can never grasp India. Mm -hmm. It's always changing, very interesting all the time. And professionally, I learned a lot. Because the system is different from the system in Israel. There's a lot to learn. And if you learn something today, you must be updated because tomorrow it will be different. Um, lots of changes. India is moving ahead. It's like an elephant. It's moving not so slow, but very determined. The elephant will get to his point. And uh, it doesn't look as fast as the horse, but it's more determined than the horse. It will, get, it will reach the point. And uh, I learned to appreciate uh, the bureaucracy, the regulation, uh, all these things which without that India would not exist or would not uh, success it is now. And, and the opportunity is huge. For me, India, it's some kind of a blue ocean. Mm. Because when I'm combining the Israeli capabilities and the huge, actually, the infinite Indian uh, market for us, I think that... Um, it's, it's the dreamland for every uh, technology guy. I'm a technology guy in my background. I was an uh, engineer for many years, so I like technology. I like to deal with technology. I'm dealing a lot with transfer of technology. So I also understand what it has to be emphasized, what is more important, what is less important. Um, and it's always uh, fun to, uh, to use the things that you learned in the past and to do new things with that. So, Take me back um, maybe to sort of that, that initial relationship that you formed with the place, you know, for people that aren't necessarily, you know, gotten a chance to really experience it personally or professionally, well, what is, you know, sort of, what is it that you fell in love with in terms of the culture or the way business is made, the, the way people 
or interacting? What was it that was so special for you? First of all, um, like Israeli, I, and many people will not agree with what I'm saying, and I still insist that what I'm saying is, is the right thing. Uh, when you coming to some level of uh, understanding and personal relations, they're very like us. What you see is what you get. Okay? They put it more politely, they are less, uh, less blunt than we are, but they are very, very, uh, and, and they are, you know, uh, um, talking uh, in understatements, they are still things like uh, uh, Brits. But, uh, but you can build relations there. I mean, if somebody says something that uh, you appreciate, you, you understand it's, it's not from politeness. Mm -hmm. So I feel very comfortable with that. And uh, within the time, you, you want to know exactly what they mean and you feel very comfortable because the most difficult thing to get in India is, is no, is a negative answer. And then you have to understand from the yes, if it's really yes, or it's a maybe, or it's a no. Um, and, and I like that kind of communication because I feel that, uh, I feel confident with that. And I feel that once you feel confident, you can generate the business. Uh, yes, the process is long and tedious, and sometimes it's uh, going up and down and so on. And whenever you think that you got to the to the end, it's only the beginning of the next stage. Like I said, it's mostly it's the beginning of, it's not even the beginning of the end, it's the end of the beginning all the time. To close a deal in India within a week or two, or within a month or two, or even within a year or two, it's very difficult. I'll just tell you something that I met somebody in a plane when we fly, uh, when we visited India with the President Rivlin. I believe that was about six years back. And he says that they are now working on an MOU, and then the MOU will be able to uh, um, develop into TOT, Transport Technology Agreement, and all this. They put a deadline of two months. Hmm. So I was polite because I didn't know the guy very, very closely. I says, okay, good luck to you. And I told myself something maybe will have peace, world peace by then. I don't know what will happen. TOT will not be signed with two months. It's, it's something, you know, it's, it's not a legitimate molecule of time. So you have to be patient, an unpatient guy, and this gives us uh, some kind of an advantage. Um, and again, they love us. You know, each place I'm coming to India, people love the Israelis. I'll just tell you a short story. Um, when I was working one of the defense companies, uh, we, we have to send a team to a place which was a little problematic in the sense of uh, personal uh, security. And uh, we have reported to the police that we are there. So in the middle of the night, the chief of the police in that village, slightly bigger than the village, come to the hotel and ask to see the Israelis. And we were very scared. So he says that he heard that the Israelis are the most clever people in the world. He never see Israeli in his eyes. He was curious how, curious how he do Israeli look. So that gives you an understanding how we feel there. And again, business-wise, I think this is the most, uh, this is the biggest opportunity we have. Now, with, you know, there are some hesitations whether to go with China or to go with China. India is now positioning itself as a superpower, not as part of the BRICS. There's an independent superpower. They are playing very smartly in this uh, Russian-U.S. Uh, uh, game. Uh, Incredible. They are very smart politicians, yes, and they are diplomats. And I really feel like it's my second home. Fantastic. So, um, Tell me a little bit about, about your day-to-day -day work. Well, what is it that you do in your day-to-day? 
Well, when we are dealing with uh, any kind of transaction in India, and we're dealing mainly with big volumes, there are certain pages that you have to go through. There are no shortcuts in India. If you have shortcuts, you'll get to the zero <laughs> one quite immediately. Uh, sometimes not understand. You think that you are progressing, but you are climbing in the air. We are not climbing the ladder yet. Uh, so we are starting with negotiating, with understanding the purpose of the deal, the principles of the deal, the obstacles of the deal. Just now we had a deal that I understand after two minutes that there is some tax issue that uh, the Indians were not, the Indian party was not aware of, the Israeli party was not aware of. We are thinking very differently, although we are speaking both English. The meaning of the English is almost uh, totally different. And then we said, okay, guys, but now we have a gap of 20% tax that has be, to be withheld in India. How we overcome that? And uh, then we um, untied, I would say, the, the, the knots, okay, little by little. We find a solution to that. Then we understand about the labor law in Israel and the labor. We are, we are, we are resolving the issues one by one. And then we are creating some kind of uh, MOU, which puts in uh, writing the all the principles if you don't um record something in the end of the call with some kind of uh, email mou letter of understanding whatever you call it it just vanish away next time you'll be in the first uh, first phase and you want to be in the in the next phase you have to climb over the the previous one which you have to record in writing so recording that and then it's like a puzzle, okay? Then we are going to the next stage and we are making the things more concrete and the mechanism, payment, so consideration. For example, if you're getting consideration for intangibles, it's a different process and you want to see the money. It's a different from uh, uh, a consideration that you get for uh, harder, for example, totally different. You know, the different kind of uh, um, authorizations from the Indian side, it's a totally different story. They look at the things different than us. I want to give you something, some uh, comment. I always recommend to people not to criticize the hmm. Indian side. The Indian side, sorry. Don't, 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 be, uh, don't criticize. Understand their, their constraints, their philosophy. They are not so less uh, smart than we are. They are thinking differently because they have a different approach uh, hmm. to approach or some different uh, regulations to uh, uh, to fulfill, okay? But don't criticize. The wisdom was not given hmm. only to us. Interesting. At least, at least it was evenly shared between two, two parties. Sometimes it's difficult with some Israeli Interesting. I'll be very, very frank with you. Some of my job is also to keep the Israeli side modest and aware to the to the advantage of the other side of the of, of the ocean if they are going or the zoom if they are doing it on zoom. And the process is long. You know, sometimes some sometimes of these negotiations can take like eight hours. You know, in the in the COVID I was spending I uh, was working from home, so uh, I was spending like eight hours continuously in one zoom call, going out, eat something Incredible. and go to the next one. Uh back to, and you cannot avoid, by the end of the day, you cannot avoid to come and to see Why do you think so? It's, uh, the, the, because this is part of, okay. the, of the culture there. They want to see with whom they are dealing. 
they want to shake your hands, they want to see eye to eye, or they want even, I don't know, <laughs> to, to, to smell your sweat, I don't know. But they want to see the people. It's, they're, they're very uh, human-oriented Incredible. people. Even the biggest ones. And so when yeah. you're looking at sort of the... Uh, well, one thing that you, that you said that, that was in particularly interesting to me was this idea of keeping modest, keeping modest and humble about what we may not know that we don't know, right? And you were talking about the, the nature of their behavior, the nature of their decision-making, that they may even have different goals to fulfill than the goals that we would attribute based on what we have, right? That was a big part of what you mentioned. Yes. Yes, and you know, the most important thing is to understand what you don't understand or to mm -hmm. know what you don't know. Uh, the, 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 in God is with the details is something which is particularly true in India. And I'll tell you about myself. I believe that I'm, um, I can say I'm expert to India after 20 years or 21 years and still before each deal, I'm refreshing my knowledge. I'm getting advice from some of my colleagues in India. If something has been changed, some of the policy has been changed. Things like that, because we have to understand that we are not understanding everything. And it's not that we can impose our uh, terms on the other side. It's, it's a very delicate um, dialogue and negotiation. Uh, mm -hmm. It may take time. It's, it, it, it's a long process. Which you cannot, there are no shortcuts. Be patient, be smart, be humble, be kind, and be professional. There is a, to, to do deals in India. Right. It's, it's it, it doesn't profession. seem like many entrepreneurs today still understand India as a sort of this big opportunity that you're describing it to be. Why, why is that? First of all, I do see a trend in which there are more and more entrepreneurs and, and startups which do devote some of their uh, mm -hmm. uh, energies to India, much more than in the past. Maybe because the Chinese market is now more risky. I don't know, but, uh, and maybe because people like me and many other, and some other people in Israel, uh, increase the awareness of, of the Indian market. And also today, the Indian market is much more accessible than in the past. Just to give you a, 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 an idea, in India, India today, there are 47,000 wow. startups. And they are talking about 90,000. Wow. 25. Okay, the ecosystem is 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 boiling. Wow, it's boiling. Uh, that two years back it was <laughs> few thousand. Uh, go to Bangalore, take a, see what's going on. How many WeWorks there are there? Right, WeWorks, right, right. I, I'm not talking about the brand. I mean, uh, 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 for a common uh, walking place, it's it's it, it's it's taking. Um, bigger and bigger portion of the economy. And in that sense, they are more open-minded to work with Israel entrepreneurs. And so there hmm. are good vibes from, from both sides. So I think the trend, the trend is there, but you know, uh, to educate the market always take time, Incredible. sweat and blood. So most of, your work is, most of your work but is on the, the right intersection of Israeli entrepreneurs and the Indian market, that, that's sort of the bread and butter of what you do? Yes, but when they say entrepreneurs from the Indian side, it can be huge entrepreneurs, like take the Adani deals from, from last week. Mr. Adani is an wow. entrepreneur in his soul. Okay, so entrepreneurs maintain the, their soul, as the, the mindset is entrepreneurs. Incredible. They're also huge. 
And still, most of them are still kind and modest and, and humble and don't forget Incredible. when they start. Benjamin, it was such a such an experience listening to your you know, I, your your experience with India, I didn't, I expected us to talk about it, the Indian ecosystem, but not to such a personal degree. So I appreciate your, your candidness and, uh, and transparency here. It, it, and it's just really cool to hear how you're respecting their culture, their ambitions, their goals. And, um, and, and it's, you know, we hear a lot about how the Indian ecosystem is growing, but you're really grounding it in the conversation uh, to the point where, you know, I, I, I need to plan my trip to Bangalore to go and see what's happening. Uh, because it sounds like it's a it's a must. I'll get, I'll give some recommendations about this, exactly about the best restaurants. Incredible, Bangor is really my second home. Benjamin, thank I'm you so much for week. everything. Stay safe, stay healthy, okay. and uh, thank you for the time here. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you.